Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another season of Compliance Man. This season is entitled Compliance Man True or False, where Tim and I and an occasional guest will take up a question on compliance in emerging markets. If you're a compliance professional, then Compliance Man is here to help you figure out what to focus on and how within your organization. Join your host, Tim Kazanoff-Bateroff, the Compliance Man, for three minutes of condensed compliance awesomeness. In this episode, Tim and I are joined by Alexandra Zayach-Seva to take up the question, is gift giving acceptable? Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to another episode of Compliance Man. This season, our uh, series is entitled True or False. As always, I'm joined by Tim Kachanoff-Batteroff, a compliance practitioner who is focused on compliance in international markets for 20 years. Based upon his work experience in multiple countries as an in-house compliance officer, Tim now consults senior managers and compliance officers globally on complex ethics and compliance matters as a partner and head of compliance practice for Eterna Law. On top of that, Tim is a co-founder of the Compliance Club, an international community of compliance practitioners, meetings of which I periodically attend, sharing best practices and trends with compliance practitioners literally across the globe. You can learn more about Tim by checking out his LinkedIn profile and his uh, page at Eternal Law. In each of our podcasts, we take a hot, often provocative topic from today's corporate compliance real-life agenda and try to decide if it's true or false. It will be tough and straightforward. We invite you to participate in these discussions uh, by commenting on each podcast and even proposing topics for the true or false series. We really want to have a conversation with you. So today we are thrilled to have back uh, one of our listeners, Alexandra Zayatseva, a compliance officer at Piwete, uh, an oil and gas company. Alexandra, first of all, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me this time. So we are going today take up uh, is gift giving acceptable? But before we start, I have to start with one question. And, of course, it's the question every American has, which is Americans think of the world as one America and two not America. Often we think of Russia as uh, a not only a huge country, but one culture. So I wanted to ask you both in your remarks in this podcast, uh, can you talk about not simply the differences in a country as vast as Russia? but also 
uh, in uh, the different Soviet state, former Soviet states and other emerging markets that you both work. So Alexandra, for instance, works in Moscow. Tim works in Ukraine. And so many Americans are not going to understand the cultural differences in those two places, but both of you deal with a wide variety of other countries, uh, both inside uh, former Soviet Union uh, and even in Russia as well. So, Alexandra, uh, perhaps could you give a few words about what, what it's like to, to work in a region with even a country with multiple cultures as Russia? And then, of course, the region that you work at as well. Uh, Thomas, uh, thank you for, for this question. This is very interesting topic to discuss. A uh, number of employees and officials very often uh, face the situation when they have to make the choice to accept or not to accept gifts from uh, business partners. And working in multinational environment can be challenging compared to monocultural business. So the thing is that international corporations have clear rules versus local companies regarding gift giving. And uh, Tom, thank you for raising this question because you're absolutely right saying that in different parts of the former Soviet Union, you can face a different type of cultures. Originally, for instance, I'm from Uzbekistan, and uh, it is it is a very east, uh, it is a very Muslim country. It's a very hospitable country, and of course, gift giving is part of the culture. In the very same time, we are in the former Soviet Union had so-called Baltic states which were and now are the parts of the Europe, so the, the culture there is absolutely different. And as you correctly have said, in a country like Russia itself, it's a big nation, and the southern part of Russia also is a part where people are giving gifts, are giving uh, items of courtesy, cultural courtesy, while on the, in, at uh, the northern parts of the, of, of the country, it's not like uh, that, what, well, um, that what, widespread. So, coming back to Alexandra, let me express a different vision over this matter. Monocultural companies are also sensitive to the discussed matter and have many issues as well. In fact, in the modern world, as I see, it is not possible to stay away from the international financial and trade systems. Major local companies need energy and it comes from import and export of goods and technologies. Legal regulations which have extraterritorial regimes as CPA and UK bribery acts may affect any big business. So even if you are a local company, you might already be regulated by anti-corruption laws of your country, and in many cases by FCPA and the UK Bribery Act as well. So, in my view, it is equally important, both for multinational corporations and local businesses, to promote ethical approach to the gifts giving. So what do you think, Tom, from, from the American perspective? Well, really, I think both of you have made important points. And, uh, Alexandra, uh, I really appreciated your point that we have to recognize that regardless of the cost of a gift, a gift may be something that because of the culture is required, but more importantly, it may require or, or rather lead to someone feeling obligated when they received a gift. Um, it can uh, the uh, culture could require uh, some to provide something in return, and that's where I think strong internal regulations are critical because they can set an expectation for employees. But it's not simply having 
something down on paper. It's actually talking about it. It's training on it. It's reminding people about it. And so they become uh, uh, accustomed to uh, hearing that information, not simply from compliance, but from their managers and from their co-employees. And that's, I think. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The implementation of a gifts and hospitality is, is much more than the written word. And Tim, what you were saying is equally important uh, because I think it's important to have a long-term strategy and plan to enter an international market. And, and if I could really talk about kind of the American perspective, I think this is Really one place where American companies entering international markets really, really come up short because they tend to view a region as a monoculture. Or as I said in my opening remarks, a country as vast as Russia has a monoculture. And as we all know, that's, that's not true. If a monoculture, it does exist. I'm not sure it does. Nevertheless, um, you have to be uh, prepared for and sensitive to a local culture. Many countries and regions have different celebrations across the globe. In America, we might call it Christmas. In China, it might be the Chinese New Year. In Vietnam, it might be uh, Tet. In other parts of Asia, they may have a New Year celebration. Uh, Russia may have a different, uh, the Georgian calendar celebration. Uh, other religions may have different uh, celebrations where gifts giving is a part of the culture and, and nothing bad or, or nefarious about that. It's just a, a culture, cultural norm in those countries. So having a long-term strategy when you enter an international market, I think is critical because it helps prevent uh, corruption and kickbacks. And I'm really glad that you pointed out, uh, Alexandra, the kickback issue. Uh, that comes up in gifts and entertainment. Alexandra, what do you think? Tom, I agree with your point of view. What I would like to add, based on my experience, uh, is that, that the cultural specific uh, always plays important role. In fact, um, the purpose of the gift is to demonstrate respect to the business partner as a part of cultural courtesy without intention to corrupt. That is fine. So I believe that exchange of small tokens between business partners of appreciation as a part of tradition is very important. Timur, what is your opinion about this? Alexandra, I agree that traditions are very important. I have been living in different countries, working there for international corporations, and can say that cultural courtesy matters. I believe that traditions of gift exchange is very important, for instance, for the Eastern cultures. 
uh, or Middle Eastern culture, so to say. As a practical tip, I would recommend to access, to assess each potential gift giving from the FCPA and local laws angle, along with industry codes that, for instance, are widespread in pharmaceutical industry. This, I think, guys, just I hope our audience understands from our conversation here today that this is an area that uh, certainly I think um, is misunderstood and uh, particularly American companies try to impose a, a one-size-fits-all across the globe, and I think we've we've agreed that uh, th- that's not appropriate. Gift giving can be done. You can uh, accept cultural norms, uh, and there are ways to do that. And the ways to do that are to uh, imp- implement a policy and then train on that policy, and then of course monitor that policy. And if you take those steps. I think if a regulator comes knocking, particularly a U.S. regulator, they're going to say, well, at this point in time in February in China, we've noticed your gift giving has gone up. Answer, yes, was the Chinese New Year. And here's the gifts we gave. Here's their dollar value. Here's who they went to. And a couple of other points from the American perspective is were the gifts given publicly or uh, in a way that was with transparency and did everyone receive generally the same uh, amount or level of gift. So if you do a gift giving with transparency and if you have a kind of a uniform schedule uh, or value of the gift, uh, that's going to be significant as well. But the, the cultural norms across the world need to be honored and they need to be respected. And uh, I think now, I hope American companies are a little more sensitive to that, but I think that people like uh, you, Alexandra, and you, Tim, can really help educate myself and, and my colleagues here in the United States that things things are culturally are different, and it doesn't mean we can't do it. It just means, means we need to document what we've done. So it's an interesting topic. It's an important topic and one that I think still raises a lot of questions, and I guess I would I would ask uh, both of you as sort of an ending question: Is is this uh, a question that y- you, your clients, and your companies still struggle with? And is it something that you are continually having a conversation internally with your own employees, or Tim, in your case, with your clients about going forward? Tom, this is a very, very actual topic, which is in a, an agenda. The thing is that in many countries of the former Soviet Union and uh, in the countries of the Eastern Europe, there is no clear and straightforward regulation over the possibility to provide gifts to governmental officials. To stay, uh, to start with, in some countries it is not very clear who uh, are considered to be public officials. The second thing there are there are some countries that where where there is no clear regulation on the possibility to provide gifts uh, when uh, what will be the cost and how often. The third thing that there are some industries, as for instance the pharmaceutical industry, which we have already mentioned today, where such practice is widespread. The thing is that, for example, big international pharmaceutical companies are used to provide brand reminders or so-called items of medical utility 
and it is sometimes very difficult to define whether it is something what is really needed for the uh, medical profession or it is a gift or whether it is a souvenir, whether it is possible to provide or not, having in mind that in the local legislations very often there is just zero regulation, zero governance over this type of things. So this is a very hot topic. What could be provided to healthcare professionals? What can be provided to business partners? What can be provided to public officials? As I have said, due to absence of adequate uh, regulation. So our clients approach us very often, asking what to do, whether it is uh, and whether it is okay and whether it is not okay. So, Tom, you're absolutely right, saying that it's a very hot topic in this part of the world. Alexander, what, 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 what's your view from the corporation's perspective? Uh, Tim, I fully agree with what you said, and I would like to say that actually uh, doesn't matter how specific company is uh, successful regarding this issue, yes? We have to remember that each year before uh, critical celebration, yeah, we have to remind our business about how risky the, the gift can be, uh, how much uh, business should spend or may spend on the gifts, and uh, remind them about uh, negative consequences which may be associated with uh, providing and receiving gifts. So uh, as a compliance practitioner, actually, our role is to remind even is uh, everything is, is fine uh, in the business, but we all have uh, sometimes have short memory, and actually this is good exercise we have to do uh, several times per year. Well, uh, Tim and Alexandra, I wanted to thank you again. As I tried to convey throughout this podcast, this is an ongoing topic that every compliance practitioner needs to not only be aware of but communicate with employees about. And I look forward to continuing our conversation going forward. Thank you both. Thank you. Well, this has been a really, uh, I think, a very fruitful discussion. I hope the listeners to this podcast will take some of the points that we have raised and consider how they may either use them in their own investigation or perhaps incorporate them into uh, future investigations. So for uh, Tim Kasanoff-Badrov and Alexandra Zayetsa, Zayetseva, sorry, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance Man True or False. Once again, we would love for you to share your views on the this ethics topic or indeed others, and we really want to have a sincere global conversation. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.